Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. God bless you. Thank you for being with me tonight. Um, I am seeing some things on Facebook. You know, somebody will post something. I think this one was uh, Brother Tim Southwood posted something about, um, well, you'll have to go see his post, but about uh, in Judgment Day when God says, depart from me, I never knew you. Does God still love those individuals? That's a good question. I see both sides. I see a little bantering back and forth, and I love it. It's it's a good Bible talk. Uh, I might get into a little bit about the love of God tonight, so uh, bear with me. Tell somebody, share, like it. I appreciate the page growing. Um, it's hard sometimes for people to get my post anymore for unknown reasons, I guess. But um, anyway, keep sharing, keep liking, keep telling people about it. Without further ado, here we go. Coming with you, without the constraints of church politics or denominational bias, the Red Rooster pledges to preach to you the word of God just the way. Whether it offends you, your daddy, your mama, or your preacher. And now, without further delay, let's welcome our host of the gospel message, the Red Rooster. God bless you. Thank you for being with me today from this live studio audience. You're watching the gospel message. Glory to God. And I am your host. I'm just a little old red root. God Song of Songs. share i want to try this um i seen something today i was studying a little bit looking at a few different things and i seen this um but it'll let me i want to share it with you there was a gentleman there was a pastor that preached i got a call from a, of a show in chicago all right i'm going to stop it there's a there's a guy that was been a preacher for 
like 17 years. And you would think that person loved God. You would think, you know, that person would have, would have finished his race with God, preached the gospel, died in the faith, beautiful ending, beautiful story, brought people with him. But instead, he did the opposite. Instead, he stopped preaching the word. He let go of the love of God and he became an atheist. He preached for 17 years. And this, just listen, this is just, this is, this is old, but just check this out for a minute. And he says something that just jumped out. It, it, it blew my mind what he said. Now check this out. Let's see if this works again. Chicago, calling in Chicago. And it was uh, September of 1984 where I met you for the first time and your mother. And in Nicole, Chicago. In Chicago. Uh, and the host of the show was Oprah Winfrey. Joining me now is a former ordained minister of 17 years who gave up his religion, Dan Barker. So, tell me your story, Dan. I was one of the ex-reverend, right? The ex-reverend. Yes. I was one of those guys that would walk up to you in the street and tell you about Jesus Christ, and would convince you to say the sinner's prayer, would convince you that you were a sinner deserving of damnation, tell you about Jesus' love, read the Bible to you, and pray with, with people like yourself, with many people. I was an evangelist, and I loved the gospel, the the calling of the ministry. Right there, stop. He loved. He loved the calling of the ministry. He's now an atheist. What was calling him back then? See, he just condemned his own self. There was something calling him back then. How can something call you that's imaginary? How can something call you to a ministry? How can that someone call you that doesn't exist? He knew the call of God. He knew the ministry. And listen to what happens. And let's just keep it going a little bit more. And I've changed my mind. What made no. you change your mind, Dan? Just um, changed his mind. I could give a little bit of levity. In 30 years of going to church and being a preacher. This is real short. Check this I out. I never got to sleep in on Sunday mornings. The Bible is an unreliable document and it is a very uninspiring document and my heart cannot accept what my mind rejects after serious study. And so you did you see that? He said his heart can accept what his mind rejects after 17 years of ministry. 17 years of searching the scripture, searching the New Testament. He came to a place in his life that his mind, his thinking, his spirit, it rejected the word of God. Think about that. 17 years of ministry. He began to reject the word of God because his mind couldn't accept it. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot in the word of God that it's hard for the mind to comprehend. Bible says that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts than our thoughts. This man, 17 years, he said he was wrong. When you go watch the rest of that interview, he was wrong. He missed it. After 17 years, I'm going to tell some. you have to know what you believe in. Because when your mind starts working on you, you'll let the love of God go overnight. You have to stop thinking the way we think. 
the way we think things should be. God's ways, God's word is higher than our ways. First thing he missed it on is when he started going on his own thoughts. When our ways please the Lord, the Bible says that he would establish our thoughts in the word of God. That's what the love of God is. And that's what I want to get into tonight. The love of God, we stop going on our thoughts. We stop going on our understanding and we begin to go on in his understanding. And I want you to go to Song of Solomon, the eighth chapter. And uh, and all this is foretelling about the prophecy of the Son of God. I mean, but Song of Solomon, the eighth chapter, says, I try in the fourth verse, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that you stir not up nor awake my love until he pleads. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? I raised thee up under the apple tree. There thy brother brought thee forth, and she and she brought thee forth that barely. Listen to what he said. Set me as a seal upon thine heart. As a seal upon thine arm. Jesus was the long arm of God. That love of God reached down past our thoughts and understanding. While we were yet sinners. God loved us enough to send his son that Christ died for the ungodly. That's the love of God. That's what I want on your mind tonight. The love of God is on our mind tonight. The love of God, we can't comprehend why God loved his creation so much that he gave his only begotten son. That goes past our understanding. But what we know is that he did do that. And the love of God exists solely. In his word, which is his son. And I want you to think about some people talking about, well, God loves us forever. No, no. God's love that he gave will not be taken back. That what was done is forever. God so loved the world. He he compassed the whole world from beginning to end. And he showed his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's the love of God. That's the love that God will never recant from. He'll never repent from. He'll never do away with it or change that. That's the unchangeable love of God. See, that already happened. That event, those years that came up to the fulfillment of the birth of Christ, his birth his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's all happened. That'll never be done away with. That's the only place that you can find to be in the love of God. See, outside of God's word, there is no love. Remember the Bible says God is love. Another place says God is light. And him is no darkness at all. I agree with that. But when it says God is love, what does that mean? I want you to get your mind off the love word for a minute and get it on the first one. God is love. Take those two, put them together. What is God? And we're getting to the basics tonight. We're getting to the basics. You can follow the children of Israel all the way through the Old Testament, all the way to the new and how he brought the Gentiles in. There was never any mercy. There was never any forgiveness. There was never any love manifest for God's people without one thing. What is love? God is love. 
St. John 1 and 1. In the beginning, this back it all the way. We got all these questions through time until the present. Back it all the way up. Let's just go to the beginning. In the beginning was the word. Church, there's no better place to get the answer of the love of God except we go all the way back to the beginning. God is love. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Now take the word and, and God. The word was God. Now, God is love. God is the word. The word of God is love. There is no love outside of the word of God. God so loved the world. He sent his word to save us. He just didn't love us just to love us. He loved us because he knew we had an opportunity. He was going to give us that opportunity to get in his word or get in his love. God does not love anything outside of his ordained plan. Because, see, the Bible talks about even the wicked or ordained for judgment. Just as much as God's people are ordained to eternal life that believe, the wicked or the unbelievers, they also are ordained in God's plan for eternal damnation. God cannot put his love in both. The only thing God puts in both categories is the opportunity to grab a hold of God's word, God's love. That's where mercy is. That's where life is. That's the only place you can get to God is through his word. There is no love outside of God's word. Does that make sense? People think, you know, they got this, this impression of love is that God loves everybody doing everything however they do it. That God love, God's love is somehow still with them. No, 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 no. God's love is not with them. What's with them is the long suffering of God. God's is uh, first Peter the third or second chapter. God's not willing that any should perish, but he's long suffering to us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, come to God's word, come to God's love. God's love is there. It's an option for all mankind. But God's love is not on everything. Now let's go back real quick. Well, I'll tell you what. Second verse, the same was in the beginning with God. God's word, God's love, God's affection. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him, in the word, in the love of God was life. That's the only place you can find God's love and God's life, God's mercy and forgiveness is in his word. When the world leaves the love of God, like that pastor did, when the preachers, when the believers leave the path of light to walk in the path of darkness, they leave the love of God. They leave the life of God. They leave the promises of God. Matter of fact, that's where all the promises of God are, is in him. First Corinthians, or maybe second. Second Corinthians. That's where it all is. You leave the word of God, you leave the love of God. That love of God does not abide on you. What that love of God that you once had then turns into wrath because that's what's that's what's coming. Second Corinthians, the first chapter and uh, 18. But as God is true, he's the word. 
our word towards you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me, Salvanius and Timothy, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. What was, what was the yes about? For all the promises of God, God's mercy, God's forgiveness, God's love for all mankind, for all the promises of God in him, in Jesus, in the word of God, that's the only place you can find love, and that's the only place that, that his love will abide with you. That's the whole purpose of sin in the Son of God. Without the Son, there is no love in your life of God. Period. What did he say? Well, we, uh, we'll let all that For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen unto glory of God by us. Now, go back to Song of Solomon. I want to get something real quick. Um... The eighth chapter. When you walk in darkness, first John first chapter says, if we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. When we lie and we're walking in darkness, God's love is not with us, but God's anger and God's wrath is. Well, we won't get into that tonight. We're going to try to stay on the love part. Because a lot of people think that they're okay even when they're in sin. Well, God still loves me. God still loves me. God loved his entire creation. You know how much he loved them? Enough to send his son to die. Again, that's the love of God. That right there is the love of God. If a person rejects the sacrifice, if they reject the long arm of God coming down to save mankind, that's the only way God's love can abide on. When we reject the cross of Calvary, when we reject the word of God that he sent in the 104th chapter of Psalms to heal us, when we reject that love that God tried to send through his son, then we reject the love of God. That's plain and simple. There is no love of God abiding on us outside of Jesus Christ. Now, his long sufferings allowing us to reach that to find that love. But when that long, that long suffering of God is not eternal. The mercy of God is eternal. When you get that mercy of God, that'll last you. But until you find that love of God, that mercy of God, that truth and that path of, of light, you're not abiding in the love of God. Now, Psalms, uh, Song of Solomon, the 8th chapter, in uh, 6th verse. He said, set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is strong as death. Do you know how strong love is? It's that strong. It was strong enough that all the sins of the world could abide on the word of God. He could take the sins of the world. He could put them on his, his word in the mortal flesh named Jesus Christ. And by faith, if we believe in that love, that he so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, we abide in that love. That love is strong as death. What do you mean? It'll put us on the cross. It's strong enough to keep us on the cross by faith in the love of God. That's how we walk in God. That's how we have fellowship with him is abiding in his love. We'll get into that in a minute. Set me as a seal upon that heart. Set me as a seal upon that arm for love is strong as death. God loved his son all the way to the death of the cross. God so loved the world. 
reached down that long arm of love for us to bring us all the way to the death of the cross. Jesus said, if you don't bear your cross daily and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. The disciple is the one that God loves. Now, love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. And the coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath the most vehement flame. Jump back a couple of chapters to the second chapter. First verse reading down also talking about Jesus. I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. Son of God came to his own. The daughter of Zion, the children of Israel, they didn't receive him even though he came to his own. But that love was still stretched forth. The ones that nailed him to a cross in unbelief. God's love was not abiding on them at that time. They were fighting against the love of God. But he gave them an opportunity that that love could still be stretched forth unto this day in 2022. Anybody that will hear the love of God, the word of God, let it in. Let God's love abide. That's how God's love abides in us. That's how God loves us is because his son, his word has found a place in this good ground. Because if you don't have a place for the word of God, how can God's love abide in you? Because God's love is Jesus. It is the word of God. Notice that that love, that lily was among thorns. Those thorns and thistles and briars and weeds, those things fight against the fruits of God. God does not love those things. Even David said, I love thy precepts or I love thy word. Therefore, I hate every false way. When a person walks in the way of lies and falsehood, walks in darkness, they cannot have fellowship with the love of God. Now, what did he say? He brought me, uh, well, let's get second verse or third verse. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. Now we're sons and daughters of God. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. God loves us. He brought me to the banqueting house. And his, what is the banqueting house? There's a place Jesus is the chief cornerstone of the church. There's a place that his sons and daughters, that he loves and they love him, they can abide in his love. They can come and eat, and they can come and drink at the house of God, and be filled with the love of God. What did he say? He brought me into the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. If you're abiding in the house of God, you're abiding in his love. If you walk away from your brothers and your sisters in the house of God, and you quit your love for the gospel like that pastor did, he started thinking too much. And this uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation that he has, now he's the co-president of, unless it's changed by now. He went from, from pastor to preacher for 17 years to now co-president of the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Go look that up. You start using this too much, and you quit seeing by the eye of faith, you'll be out there just as dark as he is. He went with the masses. He went with the other love, the love of the world. What happened? 
you brought me to the banqueting house and this banner over me was love. Oh, and I did it again. I didn't take that off. Played it the whole time. Well, well, what time is it? It's almost time to come to a close. Sorry about that. I usually take that banner off. I got excited. Uh, brought me to the banqueting house and this banner over me was love. I'll tell you what. I'm going to let all that go. Get Saint. Um, Saint John. Saint John 15 or 17. Uh, yeah. Yeah. St. John 15 chapter. Um, I'm just going to start the seventh verse, get to the meat of it. He said, if you abide in me, St. John 15, 17, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you're abiding in the word, the love of God. And that love of God, that word is abiding in you. There's fellowship there. There's love. There's no wrath. There's no anger of God on you. If the old red rooster of Wayland departs from the love of God, which there's ton of examples of people. Even Jesus said, are you going to leave me too? They said, where shall we go? That's the words of everlasting life. If Waylon was to go back out in the paths of darkness and take people with me, just like this pastor did when you go watch the rest of the interview, and I take people with me out in darkness and leave the love of God. The wrath of God abides on you. You can't have the love of God and the wrath of God on you at the same time because sin, the punishments of the sword, judgment, it's what brings the wrath of God. If God's love is abiding on you at all times, God cannot bring his wrath on you. That's the benefit of being in Christ and Christ in us. As long as we abide in God's love, there's no wrath on us. But if we don't abide in God's love, that's where the wrath of God is. Get that real quick. St. John, third chapter, right after the verse, well, at the end of the chapter about the verse of, uh, yeah. You know, the, the, for God so loved the world, 316, St. John 316. Just go to the last verse of that chapter. And it says, the last two verses. For the Father loveth the Son and hath given all things into his hand. So the love of God is in his Son. He's gave everything to the love of God. He that believeth on the Son or on the love of God hath everlasting life. But he that believeth not the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. You can't have the love of God and the wrath of God abiding on you at the same time. That's why God's long-suffering, hoping and willing that we'll come back to his love so that wrath departs from us. Um, real quick, I'm going I'm to try to come to a close. Stay in John 15. Let me get one quick place in Thessalonians. Uh, 1 and 10. Well, one and nine. For they themselves shew of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how to turn to God, turn to the love. God is love. Turn to love. How you turn to God or turn to love from idols to serve the living and true God. And to wait. Don't be like that pastor for 17 years, did it all in vain. You need to patiently wait. Bible says, in your patience possess ye your souls. Patiently wait for Jesus, the love of God, to come back. Why? And to wait for his son from heaven. He's coming. Don't matter how long it takes, he's coming. Wait for his son from heaven, which he raised from the dead. Even Jesus, even the love of God, he's coming back. What's he going to do? Which delivered us from the wrath to come. 
Either it's the love of God coming to his children to love them eternally, or he's the wrath of God coming to punish us to walk in the paths of darkness. You can't have love and wrath at the same time. Now, St. John 15, and we'll try to wrap it up. And the question that Brother Southwood has, when, when God says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, there was something special that he says there. He says, I never knew you. For God to put them in a position to where he considered them strangers that have never knew God at all, then it's impossible for God's love to be on them because in order for God's love to be on you, which is his word, which is Jesus, there has to be an abiding place for the word of God. God loves nothing of itself, his creation, without him. Because without God is nothing but darkness. God cannot love evil. In him, God is light. In him is no darkness at all. The way God creates evil in us, and they'll go to Saul or Isaiah 45th chapter to show where God creates evil. You know how God creates evil? He sends you his arm. He sends you the love of God. You smack it away. You smacked away his love. You smacked away his word. You smacked away the eternal life. What does that do for you? Now that makes me what? I created myself dark. He gave me the element to change me, to turn to God. When I smack it away, I he lets me make myself. See, the word to us, it's the saving power of God. But unto the wicked, it's their destruction. It's their wrath. God's word does both. So it can't love you and destroy you at the same time. He said, depart from me. I never knew. Or to never know somebody, it's to never love them. Right? Now, what did he say? But that love, he God gave it. God will never do away with the event of the crucifixion or the life of Jesus Christ. But that love doesn't follow them to hell. That love can't follow them to hell. Because the love of God can't go there. That's why there's another subject of you'll remember in hell. But we won't get into that tonight. And then finally coming to a close, St. John 15th chapter, 7th verse. He said, 8th verse. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. And as the Father hath loved me, how much did God love Jesus? And that was his affection. That was everything. He was the express image of God. He loved him so much that he picked him to go die this. Now, if we have that same love, we also have to bear our cross and follow the love of God. As the Father loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. That shows you that you don't have to continue. You can say, adios, I'm out of here. I'm going to follow that pastor that just whatever his name was. I hope he comes back to God. Matter of fact, let's 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 spend let, last little clip. Watch this. You have decided what? There is no God. Well, I am an atheist now. Yes, I I do not personally hold a belief in God, which which is the definition. You went from of seventeen years of being a minister to not believing in God. That's right. That what does that say about you? That means I was that means I was wrong. I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, you did. You made the biggest mistake of your life. 
and I hope he comes back. Pray for him. Anyway, I appreciate you watching. Uh, again, people are having a hard time finding my programs. Um, and uh, anyway, the 10th verse, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. That's how you keep the love of God and for love for God's love to stay with you. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. God bless you. Thank you for being with me. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stop there. Uh, but tell people like it, subscribe, jump on the gospel message page. I actually have a separate page that you can join and all that stuff. So, and Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.